Hello music fans and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm Scott and today we've got two new release recommendations for you. We'll be talking about the new Parquet Courts and Maverick Records. As usual, let's say hello to the resident musicologists, Andy and the Dude. So guys, what's going on? What it is, what it is. What it was, what it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember. There we go. <laughs> so what have you Mensa members been listening to? Hey, what's that mean? <laughs> yeah, what's what's Mensa? <laughs> it means you belong to a club where your IQ's over 140. Oh, well, thank you. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, quick. man. <laughs> well, you're welcome. No, actually, I knew so, that. I am a, I am the president, so. There we go. Another thing for your resume. That's right. So, so what have you been <laughs> Anybody? Is this thing on? Yeah, well, I was uh, I was out of town for quite a while the last two weeks, so I apologize because I know the show's a little bit late getting up online here, but uh, we're trying to get back in the groove of things. But uh, yeah, I've listened to some good some good hippity hoppity lately. There's a really nice EP from uh, Childish Gambino called The Summer Pack that uh, just kind of builds on that diverse sound he's been uh, elaborating on the last few years. It's more of like a club sound going on there, which I think is pretty cool also some good uh gangster west coast rap from a rapper named yg his record stay dangerous so definitely recommend that as well as the latest from uh travis scott and mac miller also two very good hip-hop records if you're looking for something it's good uh good music this time of year Hmm. now what was the difference or what was the delta there between when childish gambino released that last uh big smash hit uh, album he had how long ago was that I want to say that was last winter or early winter. So it was less than a year out, then. Uh, yeah, yeah. He put out a single earlier this year, uh, This Is America, along with a couple other tracks. And now he's putting out these two little, two little album, two little song teaser here, which a uh, totally different sound on, but uh, also pretty, pretty cool. Nice. Dude, how about you? I did hear that one song. I saw the video for the America or whatever when he's. Dancing quite bizarrely, um, but he's Lando Calrissian, so that's okay. Uh, I've been listening to you guys know that, right? Yes, it's great as Lando, okay. man. He's the best part of that okay. movie. I haven't, I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> yeah. so don't ruin it for me. I've been yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I've been, I, I, I can't imagine. I've been listening to um, all sorts of weird stuff. I've been listening to a band called Night Demon, an album called Darkness Remains. They're just they don't they're not as evil sounding as their name would suggest it's kind of just a more traditional heavy metal type of sound uh i've been listening to some david johansson records schumann you know who that guy is right buster baby yep buster poindexter also lead singer of uh of the uh new york dolls new york dolls yeah i want to say goo goo dolls Uh, I've been listening to um, Sacred Leather. That's another traditional heavy metal band. Ultimate Force is the album. Listen to some old Stone Temple Pilots records. And I've been listening to this album uh, called Worlds Away by Pablo Cruz. Oh, wow. That's going back, too. Yeah, I found it in my vinyl collection. And uh, it's from 1977. And you know Love Will Find a Way is kind of the Love Will Find a Way is like the known Mm -hmm. song. But it's kind of got a Steely Dan sort of vibe. I never actually listened to it all the way. And I I got it like in a box of records at one point and 
they were pretty big back in yeah, the day. I actually they had a good it. run. Yeah. And yeah. Andy is silent. <laughs> oh, look it up this Pablo Cruz record. What was the name of it again? What was it called? Yeah, what's the title of it? It's called um, Worlds Away. I mean, wait till you see the cover of this. It couldn't be more 70s soft Oh, rock. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sunset over the water. Yeah. Oh, but it was, a, it was a nice, okay. fun August listen. I actually really enjoyed it, so... Well, I've been uh, just trying to let you guys try to keep me young by keeping me up to date on all this stuff, uh, especially Andy's stuff, because uh, Andy will tell me about it one week, and I'll hear my kids playing it the next. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so, here, I, thing. <laughs> I've been warned. I'm guessing Childish Gambino is coming my way. But uh, <laughs> I, I've just been, uh, again, trying to keep up on this homework, and uh, quite honestly, I'm listening to uh, my fantasy football channel for <laughs> to prep for my draft. So I haven't had much music time lately. i got to make some time for that. But uh, enough about that nonsense. That's a different podcast. So uh, the two rock records are up for discussion today. Uh, they're a bit of different ends of the spectrum. So let's jump in and talk about uh, Parquet Court's album. Uh, dude, you want to give us a little a taste of uh, Wide Awake? Wide awake, <laughs> and they're being a little funky about it. Too. So, Andy, this uh, was, you brought this one to the table. What can you tell us about it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, Parquet Courts, uh, indie rock band, been around for a few years now. This is their sixth studio album. It's on Rough Trade Records. Kind of the notable production note on here is it's produced by Danger Mouse who is well-known for his work with, like, the Black Keys and Gnarls Barkley. Pretty big name in the industry there. Um, and, man, I love the sound on this record. It's it's so lively and upbeat and exciting. I would compare it to The Clash uh, or the band Wire, if you're familiar with them, back in, like, the 80s. Um, kind of like that punk rock sound going. Um, yeah, but what, what did you guys uh, think of this record, man? I, I I like that. I like I I kind of heard you know again going back to my my uh, aged uh, music. Uh, <laughs> I heard a little like that when I hear that funky bass line. I I hear like you know like a wild cherry. I mean the the play that funky music white boy kind of stuff. That was right. that uh, that seventies pop rock that kind of would be the undertone of a lot of that. But this is uh this is a much uh, much better produced. I liked what I heard. Uh, again, I didn't get to listen to the whole album, but uh, what I heard was very, uh, very upbeat, very uh, and uh, nice hooks. Now, how many records are we in? This is like the fourth or fifth or something like that, right? Uh, but this is their sixth full length. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of them. I never listened to them because I made a decision based on their name. I assumed they were like, uh, I don't know emo crybaby type of stuff and this was really surprising to me it's good um cool upbeat sound i think part of the reason i started listening to like uh david johansson was after listening to this that kind of punk mixed in with uh i don't know what to call it groovy funk i guess but uh yeah 
pretty fun. Yeah, they bring they bring out the funk on this record a lot more than they have in the past. I don't know if that was something that Danger Mouse kind of added to the mix there, or if they're just veering in that direction. What always impresses me about their music is, you know, their songs are presented in a very clear way. Like, it, there's not a lot of fuzz or background stuff going on. Same with the vocals, but they feel like there's a lot going on under the surface in terms of how they're put together and what the message is lyrically. This record seems really positive. They touched on a lot of like uh, ongoing social themes, but it's seems to be an optimistic outlook for the future, which I think is kind of welcome. And uh, nowadays, you know. Now, have you been into them the entire run of the other five albums, or is this a new discovery? Yeah, I've liked them from the beginning. They put out a record in 2013 called Light Up Gold that I would definitely recommend. It's a little bit rawer, but. You'll see your hair right where the same sound they're playing today comes from. Um, yeah, they've been pretty solid all, all, all along their discography to, to date. Um, their m- previous record was in 2016. It was called Human Performance. Also really, really good. I think that was one of my top records of that year. Wait, Very did we talk about it on the show? I think it was in our year-end countdown. Oh, show, God, yeah. and I don't remember it. <laughs> 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 like, I've never listened to these you. guys. <laughs> All right, do we have another track from these guys we want to hear? Yeah, let's play, uh, this is called Freebird 2, which I just love the title so much. (laughs) Um, Apparently, it's not about Leonard Skinner. It's actually about the uh, lead singer, his name's Adam Savage, about his mother. I guess she's had some struggles in her life, and Adam is kind of talking about he's just kind of freeing her and him from the past and trying to just move on. And pretty uplifting message, and I love a... uh, it's kind of like this uh, drunken bar chorus towards the end of the song. It sounds really rowdy, kind of like a soccer match or something. Um, but yeah, this is called Freebird 2. Definitely doesn't sound like Freebird. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I like I like the shouting sort of. Um, I don't know. It's a little shouty, and I kind of like that because they're all they're all doing it together in sort of a harmonized, like a chant almost. Yeah, it's it, again. It kind of sticks with the rest of the album. It has that same feel that it didn't get boring, which sometimes stuff that has that is similar in sound can be but the continue to the beats and the funkiness and the interesting vocals kind of kept me engaged the whole time and i like that track too yeah i i I heard i heard uh kind of what you were saying the harmonized uh the harmonized chanting almost but i I saw it as almost a, a solid left turn from the first cut we listened to because it had more of a uh you know, when I heard it the first, when it started to break into that chorus, and that's I could hear that at Woodstock. <laughs> you know, that's a that that that's had a very that had a very you know uh, unifying kind of uh, kind of theme to it that would uh, would have been you know well received there as well. Yeah, I think it's the underlying jangle that I heard in the tracks. I, I don't know how else yeah. to describe it. <laughs> so yeah, 
No, they definitely have a jangle about them. I don't know what where that comes from exactly, what instrument creates that, but there's kind of just like a, an energy to these songs that I think is kind of infectious. It'd probably be among my favorite records of the year, I, I would imagine. Uh, it's a really it's a really good indie rock record. If you're looking for something in that vein, I'd highly recommend it. Final word, dude? Yeah, it's cool. It's it's certainly worth checking out. I so I would say I recommend it if again, like Andy said, if you're a fan of of indie rock, it's a solid album, fun to listen to, and I may try and listen to some more of their stuff, including that album from twenty sixteen that I apparently forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well it's uh Available on all your normal streaming services. Support your local record shops if you can. And uh, check their website for any potential tour dates that might be near you where you can check them out live. But uh, definitely a, a worthy uh, worthy suggestion there. Have, have a listen. Oh, wait. The, the, it looks like they're touring in September. Is that what I'm reading? Yeah, they're going up the West Coast uh, this September. Do, 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 up do, do, into do. Canada. It's a news update. <laughs> this just... <laughs> <laughs> Dateline. All right. So, yes, uh, check them out live in September up the West Coast if you're in that neighborhood. Up next, we have another uh, cut for you here. looks like a Maverick's Cold Dancer is the next album up for discussion. Do you want to lead us with a cut, dude? Yeah, I will play the title track, Cold Star Dancer. Good, very good. So, what uh, what can you tell us about these guys? Well, uh, they are called. Their band name is Maverick, which makes it hard to find anything online because of the country band The Mavericks. And uh, they are from Belfast, Northern Ireland. The there's two brothers, David and Sebastian Balfour, the lead singer and the and the guitarist, and then Richie Diver on drums, Jonathan Miller. No, Jonathan Miller on drums, Richie Diver on bass. Came together in 2012. Uh, this album was released in April of 2018. It's uh, on Metalopolis Records, but they're it's going to be hard to find because they are out of Ireland. They're not a, a big-time band yet. They have a, a pop metal sound and their influences are bands like kiss iron maiden skid row alice cooper warrant aerosmith winger def leppard wasp guns and roses and then stevie ray vaughn thrown in for a good measure uh that was from one of the websites i found what uh what were you guys' thoughts hearing this was it just pretty much everything you expect out of me <laughs> you want to go first andy have at it <laughs> Well, I don't know. I wish I had something more positive to say about this. Uh, usually, I find something redeeming in the records you recommend, man. <laughs> but I really... I, <laughs> I didn't get there on this one, to be honest with you. I listened to it probably eight or nine times, and I don't know. There wasn't really anything particularly interesting. It wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. I would kind of uh, liken it to like a, a date with like someone you'd be friends with, but really, there was no spark for me. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, <laughs> that's fine. 
I'll stop uh, being nice about your crap that we have to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Scott? What do you I, think? I, I I liked it. Um, you know, I, it took me the first three tracks. I wasn't a big fan of. You know, I, I did hear the you know the the the, the rapid drum is not you know yes. as I as I age the the rapid drum doesn't rock me like it used to. So I, I did hear the you know that's the first when I heard the Iron Maiden influence. I heard the Warrant influence, but he also kind of has like a Jeff Tate kind of voice. It's uh-huh. really crisp. Yes, so it's very distinctive. I, I did like that. Um, but you know, tracks four through eight really were you know among mm-hmm. my favorite because i think they're just a little more poppy you know they're a little more uh straightforward rock radio rock i should say um that would uh you know attract uh, my, my taste but those uh those five cuts right there were really good and of course when you throw a, a bonus track of jesse's girl i mean come on yeah <laughs> yeah uh so i mean i don't know how familiar andy you are with the song jesse's girl by rick springfield but just generally, quickly, guys, what did we think of that cover? For me, that, that was the highlight of the record. Really. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was probably really, I don't know, was it not? Why did, why did they include that, I guess? What's the... All right, yeah, there's a little story behind it. I mean, I, what I'll say about it is I wish that there was a little more wailing vocal on it, that they had vocally done some different things, but it's a it's a good cover of it, and it is a little rocking, more rocking than the original. What I was reading is that their manager advised that they do a cover so uh, of a well-known song to help get them exposure because again they're a small time band and uh they were pretty pretty much pushed into it and it was like a last minute thing that they uh they rehearsed it really quick rushed and recorded it and i don't think they like handpicked it as a song that meant anything specifically to them it was just kind of a let's get a well-known rock song on that album and it turned they they're happy with the results but i just thought it was you know i expected it'd be one of them grew up loving that song or his first concert was rick springfield but it was just more of a business decision now what i think is interesting is how freaking honest these guys are i've read some other things that they've talked about and i'll mention in a second but their interviews the few that they have they are not acting like they're being interviewed they just are telling their buddy whatever so (laughs) Like they're overly honest about uh, about the industry. And- yeah, yeah. There was an article that came out that said uh, Maverick guitarist Ryan Belfer states older bands like Kiss and Bon Jovi are destroying the hard rock scene. And that's the first thing that I found. What What's your reaction to, to that headline, boys? Well, <laughs> I got, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Go, go ahead, Scott. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that there's, uh, there's a certain... Uh, there's a certain perspective that uh, I think is uh, definitely true there that is probably quite often overlooked. So I'd, I'd like to hear more on that, but uh, I, I can definitely see where a statement like that could ring true. Yeah, I mean, they're taking up all the money in the industry, right, in terms of touring and the the big venues and promotion. And it's probably pretty hard for a band who's doing very similar sound to, to, to break through. Especially when it's not the pre- predominant, thing anymore like it used to be it's more of a niche nowadays yeah so what he said was i have nothing but respect for all of the bands who came up through the decades and made rock and metal music what it is today they paved the way for everyone nowadays that said i really resent a lot of them now to name a few kiss bon jovi judas priest take that off the list (laughs) 
<laughs> Black Sabbath, Motley Crue, etc. These guys are just millionaires being greedy, hogging all of the business in the music industry, and oh completely burying any upcoming bands, making them pay to play, and taking all the big festival slots. Uh, so, and he said that they're they're wrecking it because just because they created it doesn't mean that they should be taking all of still be out there taking all the accolades. Now, I was like, whoa. So I did a, <laughs> I did a little digging, and it it does appear that there is a lot of pay to play out there for the bigger festivals. For like, if there's a tour with Motley Crue, they, I'm just ma- using Motley Crue as an example. I don't know. Let's say Botley Brew. That way, I'm not naming a particular band. But to tour with them, if you're going to be the opener, like you bid, and you pay. So your record label or whatever pays. It's not just the bands that they like. And the the big uh, the big rock festivals, you pay to be on that bill. So if you don't got the dough, no one knows who you are. So I I, I get it, but man, the bluntness. What did you think about that, Scott? Yeah, well, I mean, the the crew has obviously hung up their uh, hung up their guitars. But that's, <laughs> uh, be that, that, that's besides the point. <laughs> but no, I I mean, well, we have. I mean, we're 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 living in a world now where Aerosmith is taking up residency in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and come next spring. Wow. I mean, those are the sorts of things where you the things you thought would never happen. Um, so well, when you think about uh, those sorts of things going on, and yeah, you know, like you said, there, there's uh, you know, and, and Motley, Motley Crue just to, again to to beat on them a little bit, they'll they'll publicly say, hey, we give these guys a chance because you know Ozzy gave us a chance back in the day to come out and open for them. Yeah. So they make it seem like it's they're trying to give somebody a chance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, there's a lot to that. I mean, there's, uh, there's only so many ears to go around. And like you said, the, the, the genre is not as popular as it once was. Yeah. It's always a bummer when the, the business side gets in the way of, of the artistic side and these, in these genres. It's too bad. It's so funny. They called about all the bands by name. I know. I know. <laughs> They're not going to get on those ballsy. tours. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Cross those off the list. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, right, right. yeah, I, I was just going to say that I think that Scott was right. I mean, a lot of the high points of the album are in the middle there. And uh, just, they're just strong rock songs. Like, there's not super deep lyrics. It's not going to potentially touch your heart or whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, should we roll one more song? If you got it cued, roll it. Oh, I got it. This one is called Magellan Rise. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I I could hear a I could hear a nice uh nice strong bass in that one that really uh again like you said kind of plays right into that pop rock stuff that the, the radio rock that we're used to hearing. Yep. That uh but uh yeah so solid Andy not a fan. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that happens. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> just not my it's not my bag. I mean, oh. if you if you're into this genre, I can understand why you might be something you'd appreciate, but. Well, we need to get you a bag of chips or something. So when you when there's something comes up, you don't want to crunch. comment on. You can just, you can just <laughs> crunch on something. <laughs> 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 
All right. Should, should we wrap that final word on these guys? Yeah, I mean, for me, it seems crunch, like a good, crunch, a good crunch, job. Crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> <laughs> if you like Hard Rock, give it a try, but uh, it's probably a pass from my perspective. My final word is Andy is racist against Irishmen, and uh, <laughs> so that, it's out there. Yeah, no, that's like I said, quality, quality production, quality, uh, you know, quality musicianship. But uh, like like Andy said, you, it's got to be in your wheelhouse, and it is in mine. So definitely enjoyed it. Um, it, it is uh, available streaming availability at all your standard spots: Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, etc. You can buy it, uh, support your local record stores when you can, Amazon if you have to. Upcoming concerts, we're not aware of any, as uh, the dude mentioned uh, from Belfast, so uh, hopefully they'll get some stateside tours. Mm-hmm. Next up, show we'll talk about two albums that have unlikely connection, but be sure to tune in next time to hear about those. I think that uh, is going to wrap up this show pretty much, though, guys. What do you think? Yeah, that's all we got this time. Uh, be sure and tell us what you're listening to and what you'd like us to talk about. Next time, uh, just email the show podcasts at albumnerds.com. Appreciate it. Love to hear from you. And stop breaking the internet by flooding our inbox, people. So just make it important, okay? Yeah, give Andy and the dude something to fight over. Yeah. That's how to be good. <laughs> so, you know, everyone, go ahead and, and tell your friends about the show. Tell them to subscribe in the regular places. Uh, Apple Podcasts, I think, is what it's now called the podcast app on Apple. Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. So uh, check us out. And don't forget to visit albumnerds.com for some beautiful artwork and uh, cartoon drawings of me and Andy. Maybe we'll have to add a third one. Have a great week. Oh, no. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. We'll catch uh, you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Outro music. Bop, bop, beep, bop, bop. We're good. I'll put that in later. <laughs>